Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. It is Def Leppard. Early Def Leppard. Still the good stuff with uh, Saturday Night High and Dry, which I don't think uh, really applies to most of our CMS listeners who listen to the show live on Saturday. <laughs> not usually. They're not high and dry, and I noticed that you're uh, imbibing on your light beer. Yeah, I'm putting them down. <laughs> How many have you had so far? You got you to gotta count them up? <laughs> Seven. Seven beers? Uh, well, we've been at it, what, uh, let's see, eight to nine, nine to ten, ten to eleven. So we three, three, and, hours? three and a half hours, so two beers an hour. Yeah, that's nothing. No, that's that's legal. Two two drinks an hour. Yeah, I'm ready to drive to Taco Bell and fill up on fat fattening food. What does what what do you like at Taco Bell? What what do you go through Taco Bell very often or? No, not really. I don't like it. I, it it just tastes gross. <laughs> so what it, what it, if you do go through the Taco Bell? What would your you know order of choice be? a quesadilla i'd get one of those quesadillas maybe uh i don't know maybe a mountain dew keep me awake on the drive home <laughs> a mountain dew really yeah yeah dude the only time i ever really stop at at, at a taco bell and it's been a while since i've been at taco bell once in a great while, I'll I'll get the urge for like tacos at like two in the morning or something, and the Taco Bell in town is open till four. Okay, <laughs> that that's an odd time to be open till four. Yeah, till four in the morning, it's weird, but it is. It's open till four, or at least I think three or four. It's one of the two, and um, and every once in a great while, I'll go over there and just get some tacos. But for the most part, there there was a Taco Bell over by the old um the old foundry like on my way back to the highway right there by on detroit there was yeah. a there was a taco bell yeah before you be, dro- drove home drunk yeah exactly well that <laughs> would be my my solution to driving home drunk yeah because I'd, you had to get I'd, some tacos to settle down the liquor in your belly right make my breath smell like taco bell <laughs> instead of booze come on dude you're not a professional drunk driver like I am. I am I not. I, I I have to admit, I I don't have that skill. I I know all the tricks, <laughs> and that was one of them. All right, you always you always get something on your something when you're when you're driving home that has a distinct smell that'll stick on your breath, like pussy. You, oh, 
Yeah, well, but you can't get pussy not not <laughs> at the fucking boundary. Could you could you go through the Taco Bell and say please please pass the pussy? <laughs> as bad as the food tastes, I don't even want to know what the pussy that's working in there tastes like. Right. You know, as much grease as Taco Bell has, can you imagine the grease running down the chick's leg that's serving it up? Right. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yuck. That's just gross. But yeah, I mean, that was always my thing was I would swing by there on my way out of the foundry and grab, you know, three or four chicken soft tacos, and fucking hit the road. And I would eat two of them and I would keep two of them on the seat in case I, I saw lights come on. And if I saw <laughs> lights come on, I would immediately stuff my face with one. Right. You know, and, and that way my breath would smell like bad Taco Bell instead of fucking booze. Exactly. And it worked. The only time I ever got stopped, and I was clearly drunk, I, I had to, I ate Taco Bell, and he he just fucking looked in and was like, "You know, you were speeding. Okay, I'll slow down, officer." And he let me go. Right. So it does work. Sure. What What you was know, that? He, do you, Do you recall the the name of that uh, cafe? Literally a block to the east of the foundry that uh, was like a like a um, uh, you know, like a breakfast place. I know I've, ta- oh, I know God. I've taken us a, there a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. It was like just some, it, it was like a mom and pop greasy. Spoon. Yeah. 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 We went there with Nader. We did. Yeah. We went there with Nader after their show and stayed till like five in the morning. And they were throwing <laughs> us. At- yeah, I have no idea what that place was. Yeah, just but, but but I know oh. I've I know I've treated us there a couple of mm-hmm. times after a show at the at the Foundry. I took Sean Sheldon there. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, it was like a what, what do you want to call that kind of a place? It's a it's a coffee it's a shop. It's a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a Denny's, but it was like a mom and pop Denny's. I don't know what it was called. It was good though. They it was. It was really was good. good. I, I I enjoyed going there the the couple of times that I went and you know took everybody out, and treated them to like late breakfast. And I remember um, uh, Nader didn't want to eat. Remember, <laughs> we're all getting like pancakes and shit. Nader's like, oh, this place sucks. I don't have any fucking salad. Like, you fucking whole <laughs> L.A. Queen. So, you know, typical L.A. queer. Sure. Fucking Nader. <laughs> do you remember that? That he didn't want to I eat. Do. I, I do. I do. Well, you know, he was re- in really good shape. He was working out and, you know, no fat on his body. And he was just like really, really health conscious. Yeah. The rest of us, we're fucking pigging out. Yeah. We're, eating, we're eating like, like scrambled eggs and omelets yeah. and pancakes yeah. and everything. That's right. Right. Nader's like, yeah, I'll take a salad. <laughs> Uh, do you have any vinaigrette? Right. Oh, you faggot. Calling me a faggot on the ID. Fuck you. Right. Salad. <laughs> yeah. We were we were all enjoying a good breakfast, and he was just like, yeah, well, what what do you have on the low-cow plate? Yeah, just like the low-cow plate. Yeah, you got any cottage cheese? I'll take a spoonful. <laughs> Ugh. Fucking homo. You know what? Play that ID too, because I like calling him a homo because he calls me a faggot on that fucking ID. He does that faggot, Chris. That faggot, Chris. So right. I always call Nader a homo every chance I get just because of that ID. Right. <laughs> love, love Nader though. 
I do too. Nader's the best. He is. He he's just he's just funny. He's he's just a good dude to hang out with. He hasn't been on in a while. It's been a while. So actually, I was thinking about it the other day. I was just like, man, I gotta invite him out to see if he'll jump in and you know be a part yeah. of the show and see what's going on with him. Yeah, because he he and you, you guys could talk for hours about fucking the Trump train. <laughs> He's big on the Trump train. I know he is. All right, well, here's uh, Nader. Hey, this is Timmy from London. No, you're listening to... Hi, this is Nader Dupree from the band London, baby, and you're listening to the classic metal show right here with Neely and that faggot. What's his name? Chris. <laughs> That was when we were trading insults back and forth, and I was always making fun of him cutting hair. Right. So, so he called me a faggot. <laughs> exactly. Are you are you hurt by that? Oh, very. Are you hurt very. by that? Are you cowering? Do you want to take to social media and go to your safe space and you know yeah. re- retort? I'm gonna go to my Instagram and un- and give up my emotional load from yeah. that. Why why don't you go to your TikTok and let him know how you really feel? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to TikTok and dance the Nader hate dance. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. Garbage. I think you need to uh really unload and really let him know how you feel about things. I'm gonna call the FERT the faggot emergency response team. <laughs> I'm gonna get FERT involved with Nader. Right. all right well uh apparently this current coronavirus Mm -hmm. as much as we hate to hear about it because we're all involved Mm -hmm. this is what i find interesting or funny about the whole thing is that this virus is not a living human being or or has any thought involved with it okay but somehow some way the liberal media has been able to make this virus racist <laughs> well they're trying to i don't think too many people are jumping on no there i don't think a lot of people are buying into it but yeah. but the fact is is that the uh, media is somehow trying to make this virus a racist issue. Right. <laughs> here's you're here's, gonna have to tell me because I I have no idea. All right. Well, here's one of the examples of that. Okay. A Canadian exercise apparel brand, Lululemon. This is very popular with the ladies. Oh, Lululemon. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with Lululemon at all? I'm a guy, for God's sake. Well, I agree with that. But my point is, is that the ladies, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of women, for whatever reason, they buy into this whole Lululemon thing. Yeah. Uh, when my lady wants to dress up, she goes to La Gap. <laughs> well, goodwill. Well, the thing that the, the thing that uh, Lululemon has with uh, people who follow it and participate in it, okay, it's sort of a uh, 
how how do I phrase this? It's sort of a Amway of uh, fashion. That so so not only do you wear it, but you t- convince ten of your friends to wear it exactly. too. Exactly. Oh, brother, you have you nailed it. That's the whole God. thing. the The girl who cuts my hair, she mm-hmm. she is one of these Lululemon distributors. So, in other words, it's cheap clothes that are ultra expensive. Well, they they basically um, have people gather at their house, and then they <laughs> then they you know they basically uh, unveil the new fashions and whatnot, and then they take orders and sell this stuff. Fantastic. So can I get some free vitamins with a scarf? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's kind of that whole thing. Awful. Yeah. Well, I agree, but I no, you didn't, but did you ever, did you ever get into Amway or quick star? No. Well, you and I, uh, Mm -hmm. to be honest, to, to reveal you and I attempted to 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 check out Quickstar, but neither one of us bought into it. It was just like, yeah, eh, we we tried it very briefly, but it was yeah. just like, yeah, it's the thing that the thing that really took over a Quickstar type thing mm-hmm. was Amazon. Yeah, put that all right out of business. Yeah, of course, but but Amway was very 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 similar to. Or Quickstar was very, very similar to the Amway model. I think it was owned by Amway. Well, I, I don't know that, to be honest I with think. you. But it I was, just know it was $32 for a bottle of shampoo, and that was where I ended. I was like, 32 bucks for shampoo? Fuck you. I, I think, and and you, you always had the leader guy that would tell you, well, you're supporting yourself. It's like, no, I'm getting ripped off by myself, you fucking jizz hopper. No, no I'm, I'm getting ripped off, but I'm also supporting your multi-level yeah. marketing scheme. Yeah, exactly. And and that's really what it boiled down to. I I never got I bought I never bought into the whole Amway thing. Right. But uh I did uh entertain a couple of Amway um what do you want to call it uh where people come to your house and try to con- convince you to be uh, a part you, you of it went to an Amway party well yeah. yeah I I allowed an Amway party at my house but this was like oh. 1988 1989 or something like that right this was a long time ago uh that that the, the quick star was part of my ex's whole plan for me to have better friends. <laughs> well, she wanted me to have. Really? Was that? Wanted, are you seriously dead just, serious? Okay, so she, the so the I'll quick explain. the quick star thing was really a, a doorway to having yeah. better associations. Sure was, sure was. She wanted me to have friends that were. Once I started making six figures, she wanted me to have to get rid of all my five figure friends and and just have six figure friends. Okay, because they were, they were on the same plane as me now, <laughs> or I was their plane. All so right, I should I should elevate myself to that level. So there was this guy. His name was Chris. He was a he was a muckety muck over at um, Rockwell, like he was a way up high muckety muck, like a senior director of whatever 
at Rockwell making big coin. You okay. Know, 250, 300 grand a year, you know, like big money. All right. And, and she knew the wife. So she wanted me to be friends with the guy. Well, the guy at the time was, you know, side businessing the quick star. All right. You know, he was trying to make some more coin with quick star and you know, he had enough money coming in that it didn't matter to him to spend 30 fucking bucks for a bottle of shampoo, <laughs> $18 for a bottle of fucking vitamins. You know, he was like, fuck it. I don't care. You know, cool. Well, I, I, that's how I ended up in, into that whole quick start thing was trying to be nice with this guy, but then it just quickly disintegrated because everything he was interested in, I had no interest in. <laughs> was, he was a country music guy. Right. Didn't understand anything rock. Did, did like anything rock, like John Cougar Mellencamp. Oof, no, that's, that's, that's not what I listened to. I listened to the Oak Ridge boys. I remember being at his house, listening to the fucking Oak Ridge boys on his gigantic stereo. You know, yet he, he had one of them stereos that was like a, a blau punk, $10,000 integrated to a TV. And right. You, you were the big giant setups with like 400 speakers all around the house. Whatever. Sure. sure. It had a lot of, it had satellite speakers and, and surround oh, yeah. sound and all that stuff. Sure. We're sitting on his fucking way too expensive couch, you know, in his, in his million dollar house. And he's playing me the fucking Oak Ridge boys in Alabama. And he's like, Oh, listen to the tone. And I'm like, Jesus God. So, you know, then it was like, then it was like, Joe, oh, you want to go watch some football? No. You want to go watch some baseball? No, but I'm really a big fan of the, the Cleveland crunch soccer team. You want to go see the Cleveland crunch? So I'm off going to fucking crunch games. You know, me big soccer fan that I am. I'm out going to crunch games, you know, with this guy and then selling fucking quick star, trying to, trying to be friends with this fucking jizz mopper. I really shouldn't call him a jizz mopper. He was a nice enough dude. Just now, just not intended to ever be my friend. You know, I was too much of a fucking scumbag for that guy. <laughs> but yeah, that that's how that happened. Elvira. Elvira. Is a fan of uh, late night uh, horror movies. <laughs> it's terrible. And, and, and who said this in the chat room? Chris at a soccer game. LOL. Let me just tell you, I got one of my worst injuries as a human being at a playing soccer. No less. <laughs> that, I, that was the all time. That was the all time embarrassing of of everything I've ever done. Was do you remember that or did I know you when I broke my shoulder? I was not aware of it. No. Oh. This is fucking ridiculous. So I ended up, and this has nothing to do with the story you read. We'll get back there. But um, I was asked to play in a celebrity soccer game. And you know, it was real celebrities if they got to me and Wardlaw. <laughs> you know, it was radio versus TV. Of course. At a Cleveland, at a Cleveland Crunch soccer game. <laughs> 
So they asked me to play in and I've never played soccer in my life. You know, I, I, I've been to some Cleveland force games and, you know, I, I understand the game, but Jesus Christ, you know, I am not, especially big fat ass as I am fucking running around the soccer field. Was Wilma but Smith I'm, there? No, it was, it was a bunch <laughs> of nobodies. Dude, uh, seriously, the most name, name recognition guys were me and Matt. Okay. The rest of, the rest of them were like the guy that fucking sets up the light for channel eight news. You know I mean? It was really not celebrity anything, but they build it as the celebrity halftime show with local Cleveland celebrities. So I'm out there playing soccer, which I've never played before and I'm terrible at it. And I didn't think very much of it. I thought it was just going to be a lighthearted thing. We run back and forth a couple times. Somebody kicks the ball, you know, goes in the net, whatever, you know, who cares? Right. So somebody passes the ball to me and I'm kind of running up the floor. This fucking TV guy dives in to get the ball with his feet, feet first dives in, misses the ball, takes out my fucking legs. (laughs) And I go straight down onto the floor on my shoulder break my fucking shoulder. I broke, you know, the, the bone that's shaped like a, like a V that holds your collarbone in, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like of right, course. right there, you know, I snapped off the front end of it, completely snapped it off and the fucking shoulder fell out <laughs> and oh, God damn it. Did it fucking hurt? And you went, it hurt. Th- thanks a lot there, Pele. No, I didn't do shit. I, I dude, the worst part is I didn't even come off the floor at first. I was like, my arms all fucking dragging. You know, I couldn't lift my goddamn arm. And the the medical team came out and got me. The medical team comes out and they get me and they take me off the thing because they could just see that my shoulder, my collarbone is like in the front of my chest. <laughs> so they take me back and they just pop it in, but they could feel the bone floating around. So then I had to go and it, it was a whole thing and I had to get it fucking fixed and, it was, you know, it was a mess and I was like, son of a bitch. And then the, the, the fucking soccer team, they're, they're sending me fucking get well gift certificates <laughs> to other games and shit. Cause they didn't want me to sue them. Right. Of course they didn't want me to sue them and I never sued them. I just fucking went to the doctor and got it fixed. And, but dude, my shoulder literally popped out of joint. Like I'd just be working or something and my shoulder would fall out for probably two and a half years. It just would not tight. You know, it would fall out of joint often enough that it never healed completely. Like the tendons didn't pull down. It's good now, but, but it separated, um, six years ago, I guess it would have been whenever it was that I went to rock on the range with Stephanie I put Stephanie on my shoulders to watch, um, I think hailstorm or something. And I, as soon as I got her up on my shoulders, my fucking shoulder blade popped out. It's the first time in like years that it popped out like 15 years and it popped right out of joint. And I damn near threw her on the ground. Cause I was like, ah! you know, <laughs> I was like, fuck that. It was a mess. Was, and now I'm, I'm ultra leery about picking anything up. That's real heavy or anything. Cause I'm afraid of dislocating my shoulder. Well, good. Who could blame you for that? Fun times, man. Fun times. Yeah. Well, anyway, Lulu Lemon 
which is mm-hmm. a which is a women's fashion that uh, often is distributed through uh, you know independent uh, distributors, you know, stay at home wives sure. and whatnot. Right. Uh, they're a Canadian exercise apparel brand. Right. They, they issued a statement on Tuesday apologizing. Oh, good. For and distancing themselves from a t-shirt design promoted by one of the art directors that triggered outrage. Oh, good. And accusations of racism. (laughs) How come racism is such a hot topic today? And I don't mean the store in the mall. Because... Because people fucking react to it. Still. Do they? They, they, st- they still what they? they yeah. How how Some, long are we going to have to go before racism claims are no longer people just sort of go yeah whatever? Well, you just have to. Here's the here's the problem with it. People are afraid of black people, and black people are the ones that cry it the most. They cry racism the most. And white guys are too big of fucking pussies to say, shut up. They're afraid that they're going to get mugged or killed or shot or something from black guys, you know, so they don't have it in them to just tell them to shut the fuck up. Right. That's really what it is. That's, that's really what it boils down to is if if somebody calls me a racist, I tell them to shut the fuck up. Of course. Black agent. I don't give a shit. Shut the fuck up. You know what? Cause I don't really want to like you in the first fucking place. (laughs) I don't need you in my life. I fucking need you in my life. Am I racist? Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. How about that? But people have to do that. That that's the only way it stops. People will stop it once they realize that people aren't going to react. But once they think that they can get you fucking reacting, then they're like, oh well, I'm going to use that. It's a way that I can control you without being violent. People stink. You can't be racist when you hate everyone. The Classic Metal Show. (laughs) You think I didn't write that with some purpose, Neely? Of course. (laughs) All right. The hashtag Lululemon insults China. Oh, please. Was viewed 204 million times wow. on China's Weibo platform on Tuesday afternoon with some commentators demanding a boycott of the brand. Yeah, and how'd that work out? The f- No one boycotted them. <laughs> the furor started on Sunday with the Instagram link posted by the Lululemon official Trevor Fleming that promoted the sale of a t-shirt on the website of the California artist Jeff Sluter under the name, quote-unquote, drumroll please, Bat Fried Rice. Okay. That's racist? Bat fried rice? Yeah, well, because the uh, coronavirus, apparently, according to the 
early on social or not social media, but the media posts that the yeah. virus was comes from bats. Yeah. From China. So they put together bat fried rice. So what? Well, that's so don't eat don't buy it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, again, Why does everybody think that they got to control what you think and what you find funny? Well, of course. Because you don't find it funny? Fuck you. Yeah, of course. But in political, uh, politically incorrect behavior or humor, for whatever reason, is not acceptable. Oh, whatever. We can't laugh at things that, uh, you know, point out just the irony of things. Mm-hmm. Can't can't laugh at that. Yeah, no, you can. You just have to stand up to it and say, "Ha ha!" I don't care if they call me a racist. <laughs> Chinese takeout box with the bat wings on the back riled critics who said that the two were trying to stir anti-Asian sentiment during the coronavirus pandemic. And stir fry. <laughs> no, it's bat fry. Oh, bat fry. All right. <laughs> Again, we're, wh- wh- how can you make a virus that has no thought or ability to make choices? Or- so if I say, if I say I will not eat bat foo young, that would make me racist. Yes, it would. All right. Well, then fuck it. I'm a racist. <laughs> bat I'm- I love it. Bat Fu Young. Bat Fu Young. We acted immediately, and the person involved is no longer an employee of Lululemon, the firm said in an Instagram <laughs> response. Oh, well, thank God. Thank God they took it to IG. Hopefully they <laughs> IGTV post, too. This is what. This is what cracks me up is that everything is social media based, no matter what it is. If you're a corporation, if you're a a entity, no matter what it is, you have to take your statement to social media. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, man. There's nothing more important. Of course. What's more important than Instagram? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So the firm said it uh, in an Instagram response to a, a quote unquote, a mind you, there are 7.5 billion. That's billion with a B. Yeah. People in this entire world. But this guy had the right answer. Yeah. This, this one person who complained. Right. Was, he speaks for all of us. Yeah. He was important enough to where a corporation had to respond to him and him alone. He speaks for all of us, Neely. <laughs> he doesn't speak for me. I don't have Lululemon. I speak for you. And I don't give I don't give a fuck at all. He speaks for you unless you're a racist. <laughs> of course. Uh, they said in an Instagram response to a cus a customer on Tuesday without mm-hmm. identifying the I- individual. Mm. They were protecting his uh, sovereignty. 
I wish he'd make a hat out of it. I'd wear that as a hat. <laughs> that would look like, that'd be a pretty sweet looking hat. Sure it would. You could put the, you could, you could put the wings on it. Like, like remember the old hats with the string that you could pull the, pull the clap. Yeah, of course. You could just put the wings right there, put the box in the middle, make the, put the wings on it. I'd wear that hat. I'd wear it right here on this show. Well, I think it would be akin to the overkill symbol. Yeah. Didn't they have the wings? They did. They got the bats. Yeah, exactly. Bats in the belfry. Right. Exactly. It called the image and the post inappropriate and oh. inexcusable, and they apologized. How tragic. That one of the employees had affiliated with promoting the offensive <laughs> Awful. We're just paralyzed by this. We're paralyzed. Mm. Some people are paralyzed. Some of us are never going to give a fuck. Nope. In a statement to Reuters, Fleming said, it is something I deeply regret and my eyes uh, have uh, been open to the profound. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, faggot. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> The right answer is, I don't give a shit. You've already been fired from whatever you were doing. Lululemon. He was a contractor to Lululemon. You're already fucked. Ride it out. Yeah. You'll probably find find independent riches from people, from insensitive bastards like Chris and myself and the rest of the CMS clan. Who will say, yeah, fuck, yeah. Where do I buy your product? (laughs) We might tag up with you and make these shirts CMS style. (laughs) We might write, fuck, the CMS says, fuck China, right over top of that takeout box. Right. We do it? Why not? Yeah, make a CMS logo with bat wings on it that says, fuck China. (laughs) Yeah. We would do it. Sammy Lee, get on it. Make us some new shirts, Sammy. Fuck China shirts. That's what I say. Yeah, it says CMS means China motherfucking sucks. Yeah. That's what it stands for, CMS. And on the back, it says real big, we don't eat no fucking bat foo young. (laughs) Anybody want to buy that shirt? I'd wear that. Sure. I'd wear that yesterday. Put Kendall's logo on the pocket. That thing would be the bomb. Right. And that way we could blame Kendall if it's fucking (laughs) killing it. Anyway, it says, it is something I deeply regret and my eyes have been open to the profound ripple effect that this mistake has had. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, my goodness, I'm terribly sorry for the actions I've taken. Shut up. Here's a link to Pornhub where you can see me sucking a cock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on his, it's a, the Pornhub doesn't work. The, the, the link would have to be on Instagram. Because <laughs> that's where we do our apologies. Right, of course. <laughs> Your cock-sucking apology tour needs to be on Instagram. Right. 
just go to Pornhub to see the jizz on my face. That's right. <laughs> on the LinkedIn account, Fleming said he worked at uh, Lululemon up until April of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sluder did not immediately respond to Reuters' request for comment. Reporters of racially charged assaults on Asians have grown since the pandemic first emerged in the market selling wildlife in China late last year before spreading worldwide, infecting 2.4 million people with more than 169,000 deaths. Well, here's the thing. If it really did come from China and you got, you know, you got 160,000 deaths, maybe we're allowed to be a little fucking pissed off at the Chinese right now. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Are we allowed to be pissed off that these motherfuckers killed 170,000 people? Shh. You're not supposed to say that. Fuck that. I don't give a goddamn what Wang Ku says. Fuck you, Wang Chung. Fuck off. Stop it. You're not no, supposed not. to you're not supposed to pinpoint where it came from. I hope they get the same brain tumor that fucking Kim Jong un has. <laughs> Fuck them. Early studies said the virus could have come from bats. So what? Uh, before it was uh, removed on Sunday, the post on Sluter's Instagram account read, Where did COVID-19 come from? Nothing is certain, but we know a bat was involved. <laughs> well, what we're finding out this week is that a Chinese lab was involved. Mm-hmm. Now, I got news for you. I don't give a shit if it was a Chinese guy, a Chinese bat, a Chinese salad. I'm still going to eat their fucking food and love it. <laughs> I love Chinese food. I will absolutely talk shit, hold my eyes all slanty and everything else behind <laughs> their back. And then when they serve me some food, I will go, ah, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely take their food and fucking munch it down because it is wonderful what kind of a dialect is that anyway yeah yeah is that doro uh it's chink it's chink it's chinky <laughs> because i'm not afraid to be called a racist right it's chinky. it is fucking yellow skin chinkish <laughs> all right how about that youtube go ahead and pull the video <laughs> go ahead you're faggots, too. <laughs> it added, beginning today, my limited edition hashtag quarantines are now available. Link in the mm -hmm. bio for DM for, de for details. Thank you for your support and sense of humor. Hum hashtag humor. Oh, that bat fried rice. <laughs> Kendall, I need you to make me a picture of a yellow bat with slanty eyes mixed into a bowl of rice. With and hashtag bat fried rice. And I want you to put a CMS logo on it and send it to me immediately. Yeah, bat fried rice. Hashtag bat fried rice. That way I can put it on my Instagram page. Exactly. 
make a statement. Exactly. However, in the following days, Instagram users left more than a thousand comments on Lululemon's official account, accusing uh, it of uh, xenophobia. How dare they? How dare Lululemon act out like this? Yeah. What, wasn't our great President Trump uh, accused of xenophobia back in January when he limited the uh, flights from China into this country when this whole thing broke out? Well, he shouldn't have, obviously. <laughs> we should appreciate our friends in the Chinese. Sure. The Chinese. Of course. We should allow everybody in. No rules. Just everybody come on in. It's a big melting pot. Neil. Well, you're, you're on the Nancy Pelosi side. I'd love to make a joke, but just saying that is the ultimate insult. So I can't. <laughs> All right. I don't want to ever be associated with Nancy cunt Pelosi. Right. Fuck that old cunt. <laughs> China blocks Instagram within the country with what is known as its great firewall. Mm, good. Lululemon did not apologize in a separate statement on its official Weibo account on Tuesday, but said the design was not a product of the firm opposed to any discriminatory. So then why worry about it if it wasn't pro if it wasn't on their website? And it was, it was just some guy that's a fucking independent contractor. Right. He's just a designer. That's all he is. Yeah. You know how many people you have working for you, fucking Lululemon, that are fucking scumbags, that are tax cheats, that are fucking fucking around on their wives or husbands, that are um, stealing, you know, robbing people, lying to them to get them into this fucking bullshit that you sell? You know, your company is full of fucking scumbags. Every company is full of fucking scumbags. You're never going to have a workplace that doesn't feature cunts. <laughs> <laughs> am i wrong you're not wrong how many people work at your place uh basically 20 or 25 25 now i know you don't know everybody personally outside of work i know that no but if you had to guess would you say that there are two really fucked up people yes. out of those 25 absolutely 100 percent. yeah absolutely. anybody do with any job you know if you work at a place for a with a hundred and fifty or more people, odds are good that you got one killer that works with you. Odds are good. Odds are absolutely in in favor of at least one person that you work with has murdered somebody else. <laughs> it just is the way it is. Accept it. It's just human nature. Yeah, of course. No, well, you accidentally choke somebody out. You fucking throw them in the woods. You move on. Come back to work and dig into your spreadsheets. <laughs> That's how it works. It was, I, I've always thought that. Haven't you always thought that? That you, that anywhere you work, there's there's at least one person that's killed somebody? Perhaps. But again, in my tenure as a an employee of anybody, mm -hmm. I have never uh, associated myself or, or got involved with anyone I work with ever. Not once. Would you be surprised if I told you that just this week we found a former associate associate of ours is, um, 
is in jail for for um, child porn? No, not at all. Huh. Oh, that is a true story. All right, but I want me to tell yeah, who? yeah, tell me who. I'm not gonna say it on the show. I'll yeah, tell of you. course. Would I be surprised? No. Oh yeah, that, that that would not surprise me. Yeah, doesn't surprise you at all. But yeah, we. we Somebody was looking him up and they looked up his arrest records and they found him. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. But, but you, this, this again is why I distance myself from most everyone. Of course there, there's very, 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 very few people. And I, I know that you make a thing about your core nine, mm-hmm, but, sure. but there are very few people that I associate with on a personal level, on a one-on-one level. And before I even get involved with somebody on a one-on-one level, I have Mm -hmm. to vet them a very long time. Yeah. A very long time. I don't let people into my world other than, you know, very casually. And, And I mean, shit, we've had people here. We've had people here in the studio that I just let in casually that are now in jail or went to jail. Fucking that fucking club owner guy. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Apple pie guy, chef, whatever his name was. Yeah. Chef, chef bill or whatever his name was. Yeah. That was his chef. Bill came here, did the show six months later. He's in fucking jail. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Had him here. (laughs) You know, people are shit to quote slipknot people equal shit. Exactly. Mm. All right. It was not the first time Lululemon had faced criticism being insensitive. <laughs> what, yeah, well, what is what is this whole feelings thing? I, I'm so sick of the feelings about everything. I'm sick of it. It's because you're right wing. I, I right can't, wingers I, don't care about money. Yeah. No, I I care about facts, not feelings. No. It's all about money. All right. It's capitalism. What, all right. Capitalist what, versus versus pers- um, caring about people. You're I, an uncaring fuck. I am an uncaring fuck. Just ask my I neighbors. Am. <laughs> I am. I'm a completely uncaring yeah. fuck. No, I, yeah. I, I care about, I care about facts, not feelings. Yeah. I don't care what I care about- be. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to say that this is probably the reason why, uh, any relationship on a personal level has failed because Mm -hmm. I don't care about your feelings. I really don't. I I just want to know what you think. I want to know what your facts are. I don't want to know what you feel about things because feelings don't matter. It really doesn't. I'm sorry, ladies, as much as I love you girls, feelings don't mean shit. Yeah. I I only care about my close friends, my family, and that's it. Rest of you can all die. <laughs> in twenty in twenty thirteen, Chip Wilson, the founder of the cult Yoga Clothier, apologized for Thank remarks God. suggesting that some women's bodies don't work in the brand's pants. All right, that just sounds like a factual statement. That's a factual statement. If you got a big fat booty ass and you're uh, wearing yoga pants, probably doesn't work. 
Yeah. No, not probably. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Sorry, but that's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, if you're about 30 pounds overweight, you're probably not going to look good in Lululemon yoga pants. Mm -hmm. It's just not how it works. Yeah. And since you're a big fat tub of shit, you probably can't afford them anyway. Exactly. Because you're eating shitty food. (laughs) But that's how it works. I'm sorry, but if your feelings are hurt by that, maybe you should go on a diet. Yeah. It's just how it works. I'm sorry. Facts over feelings. Yeah. Mix in a a treadmill and fucking feel that fucking work. (laughs) give a shit about your body exactly don't fucking want about if you if you're if you're one of those people that cares so much about your body fucking work out exactly you know and if you're not then don't worry about it who gives a shit what they say they're not talking about you talking about skinny people not you yeah so if you like to lounge around the house in sweatpants and never fix yourself up and people go wow look at that fat tub of shit just own it and go, yeah, you're right. I'm a fat tub of shit because I like to lounge around the house and wear sweatpants all day. Thank you for sticking up for me, Neely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here's somebody else who is taking a lot of heat for criticism of facts. All right. This, this is not just in this country alone. Okay. A mayor in Japan. This is Japanese. Okay. There he is being criticized for saying men should go to the grocery store during this coronavirus because women are too indecisive and they take too long in the store. Okay, fair enough, but, you know. <laughs> so you're agreeing. Yeah, I am. Racist, hateful yeah. bigot. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> the mayor of Osaka, Japan, faced criticism this week after saying men should do the household grocery shopping during the coronavirus because women are indecisive and take a long time at the stores. Well, I mean, the other side of that, though, let's, let's, let's be fair on the argument here. The other side of it is the men are important because they're the workers. So let the fucking women die. <laughs> I'm going to change my stance. I'm with, I, I think the mayor's wrong. Send the fucking, send the non-essentials out to fucking <laughs> do the lightning shit. That's what I'm going to say. Send those non-essentials. I mean, what do they do? They wear a kimono, they fucking iron, they suck their, their fucking husband's little dick, and then they fucking repeat. So you think. Yeah. So you know what? If you're not making a bowl of fucking rice, then get your ass out there to the fucking grocery store and get a bag of it, you bitch. Right. Fuck yeah, I'm, the mayor's wrong here. Mayor of Osaka's an ass. Right. Osaka Mayor Ikiro Matsui told reporters on Tuesday that the women take a long time as they browse around and hesitate about this and that while grocery shopping. 
Who cares? Take all fucking day as long as you're back in the fucking bowl of rice is on the table at 530. Right. When it does, when it should be, but you're going to get a backhand from a fucking Kim, Kim Jong soon. <laughs> Men can snap up things. They are told to buy and go. So I think it's good that they go shopping, avoiding human contact. He said, what an ass in response to an, uptick in the coronavirus cases in recent weeks japan announced a state emergency on april 17th and has increased its number of testing facilities across the country don't they have doordash dong over there or something <laughs> doordash dong no it's doordash ding dong because they got to ring your bell look at that bowl of buckets bat soup that kendall made for me that is awesome a yellow fucking <laughs> bat fried rice. I like That's the little. Right I like the little gap. fangs. It's fantastic. That's right. going right to our Gap page. <laughs> nobody will. Nobody will complain on Gab. Right. Because they're not a bunch of pussies over there. Not a bunch of faggots over at Gab. Exactly. Uh, Japan announced a state of emergency on April 17th and has increased the number of testing facilities across the country. Japan has recorded more than 12,000 cases of the COVID-19 and at least 327 deaths. Can you think of this? This this country has a billion people and they're worried about 328 deaths. That's a lot, Neely. 328. I'm sure they don't have that in fucking, um, you know, husbands killing wives a year. 328. No, of course not. No, no way. The residents in Osaka have been told to stay inside and have only one person per household to go shopping. Okay. According to the AFP and CNN, several people, including Japanese journalists, Shoko Iguaba tweeted criticism. was involved in this? Yes. Holy smoke. They tweeted criticism of Matsui's comments online, calling it disrespectful and prejudice. There you go. Terrible. Japanese is, uh, Japan is ranked as 110. Out of 149 countries in the World Economic Forum's latest global gender gap index and ranks lowest in gender equality among the G7 countries. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. It's horrible. Mm -mm, it's terrible. It's the worst. How dare you point out facts that women take a long time to shop? Yeah, how about that? How dare you? Jeez, oh, man. Next thing you'll tell me is that the women there are good at math. <laughs> I don't get it, man. <laughs> All right. One more racist uh, coronavirus story. Okay. The Reverend Jim, Jamal Bryant... What said, guy? 
he's a definitely a white guy. Jamal Bryant, definitely a, a white Anglo uh, name. Yeah, of course. Said that uh, Governor Kemp's of Georgia, his decision to start opening up their economy mm-hmm. is leading us to the slaughter. Okay. So? So apparently only, only black people live in Georgia. Oh, so only black people are being led to slaughter. Correct. That's what you're saying? Yes. I, I got lost in that story since he was a white guy. Right. <laughs> so apparently white people are immune to the coronavirus. So opening up the economy in Georgia only, mm-hmm. affect, only affects black people. Next thing you're going to tell me is that people get the coronavirus at Popeye's. <laughs> I think that's probably the case. So I would avoid Popeye's at all costs. Is that a, is that a big um, a big haven for the for the COVID? Yeah, Popeye's and churches, exactly. Churches chicken exactly. or regular churches for that matter, right? Southern Baptist churches, right? <laughs> uh, <sighs> distinctive Coots. K-U-T-Z is a black barber shop in suburban Atlanta where men gather to argue it's about. Called, it's called Distinctive Coots? Uh, it's called Distinctive Coots, K-U-T-Z. Well, that's like Sal. He's a distinctive kook. <laughs> I think this is where they film Coming to America. Oh, is it? Where they kind of <laughs> hung out in the barbershop and, you know, kind of argued about shit. Right. Sure. Uh, a distinctive Coots is a black barbershop in suburban Atlanta where men gather to argue about sports and tell lies about their skills with women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of the throwback shop where a candy cane colored barber pole Sits out in front. Posters of Ricky Andrews. It's coots. Coots. There's no N in there. (laughs) There's no N in there. Come on, Ricky. Must not have hurt nearly right. Right. (laughs) It's the kind of throwback shop where a candy cane colored barber pole sits out in front. Posters of President Barack Obama and Tupac Shakur adorn the walls and customers play checkers and dominoes. Of course they play some dominoes. Play some spades, too. (laughs) Just asking. Well, they certainly don't play chess because that takes a little brain power. Right, Neely. Now that's racist. (laughs) Jesus. The coronavirus pandemic has shut down the business and its raucous conversations, but Mitch McGee, its co-owner, still has some things to say. Yeah, pal. What do you think McGee has to say? Um, I think he's going to say, I think that racism is pretty much a joke these days and it's, um, you know, it's just a fallacy made up by the media. All right. Well, that would be a rational way of thinking, but I don't think that, uh, you know, resonates here in Georgia. You don't think Barbara Mitch McGee has that to say? No, I don't think that's it. That's it at all. 
McGee believes that Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's decision to reopen some of the businesses across the state starting today is, quote-unquote, drumroll please, it's an attack on African-Americans. How? Well, apparently, How is that an attack on African-Americans? I have no idea, but let's find out what Mr. McGee has pontificated here. Please let me hear what this fucking rocket scientist has to say. One of the hardest hit groups by the virus, and he says it's no coincidence that the businesses being reopened mm-hmm. include barbershops, nail salons and churches and our communal gathering places for black residents. So what white people don't go to any of those places. No, They sure don't. They avoid them at all costs. White people don't cut their hair. Nope. Get their nails done. Nope. Uh, I could tell you pinball PA is located next to a nail salon. And I can tell you for a fact, White people get their nails done. I only think that Asians and blacks go there. I think you're dead wrong on that, but go ahead. <laughs> well, apparently only black people go to uh, barbershops, nail salons, and churches. In Georgia. In Georgia. Okay. Nobody okay, else well, goes there. Only black people. Well, how about this there? What's his name? His name Marty is... Or- well, no. Why don't you show the guy some respect? Because I don't have any to give this fucking knob. His name is Mitch McGee. You will know this name. His name will live in infamy. His name will be right up there with uh, the guy who invented peanuts. All right. Carver. The Carver guy. Washington, George Washington, Carver. George Washington Carver. You know, when people say George Carver. Washington Carver, they will also cite the name Mitch McGee. <laughs> Daniel Carver. <laughs> it's Carter. <laughs> I think it's Carter, not Carver. No, it's Carver. Is it Carver? Yeah. No, you're 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 thinking of Jimmy Carter. <laughs> Because he is also a peanut farmer from Georgia. Yeah, I'm who, thinking of who, Daniel who, Carver. Who, who was, well, Daniel Carver, of course. But oh, uh, right. but, but, but Jimmy that's, that's Carter. <laughs> Look at that picture in there. But, I can't even describe that. That's so racist. But, but Jimmy Carter, of course, one of our greatest, <laughs> one of our greatest presidents ever. <laughs> that's so racist, I can't even explain it. Well, you know, the guy, the guy, you know, some people want to be the Time Magazine person of the year. Well, that guy was the uh, G- National Geographic person of the year. He's got his face right there on the cover. Got some white teeth. He does. That's, My goodness. Th- that's because he, sub- he subscribed to Bright Smile. <laughs> Bright Smile. Bright Smile. I thought you were going to say the bananas whiten your teeth. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking about. I'm just thinking about a medical procedure or a uh, orthodontal 
uh, is that a word orthodontic procedure yeah where they use kind of a bleaching agent to bleach your teeth god that is so brutal what are you thinking it's funny as fuck but it's brutal <laughs> look at the t- the the thumb is over but it says the first pioneer <laughs> God damn it. So wrong. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know why you have to turn this into such a racist uh, discussion. Well, because it won't be here in a couple of months when once all the black people are dead. <laughs> Thanks to this racist COVID. We're going to open it up and kill all the black people apparently. According to Mitch. Well, apparently Holly C in the chat room was, uh, you know, shocked and outraged by my commentary. Sure. She was, (laughs) she has righteous boobs, so it's okay. (laughs) Anyway, getting back to, uh, what, uh, Mr. Uh, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch McGee has to say, yeah, he says McGee believes Georgia governor Brian Kemp, white guy, his decision to open up some of the businesses across the state starting today is an attack on African Americans. That is one of the groups hit hardest by the virus. Now, why do you think they're hit hardest by the virus? Um, uh, cause they don't get their shots. Do you think the virus, uh, is a thinking thing and says, you know what? I'm going to go grab that black guy. I do. It's attracted to darkness. Really? That's what I think. Okay. Sure. Sees that brown skin and just like, yeah, sucks right into so the, the, vi- the virus is thought out. Is that what the deal is? But I think it, it's a, it's a thinking man's disease. Uh, apparently it is. Mm-hmm. Emory Hospital RN, Aisha Bennett. Aisha Bennett, white woman? Yes. I thought so. Talks with a man and a woman before taking nasal swabs at the drive through COVID-19 testing site on April 16th. Wait a minute, Neely. I, I'd like you to read that again, but insert from the front lines. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, we got to talk about the front line workers. Yeah, please, please get it right from the front lines. Well, let me let me reread that and insert that in the proper place. Please do. Emory Hospital frontline worker R.N. Aisha Bennett talks with a man and a woman before taking nasal swabs getting samples of their mucus from their nose passages at a drive-through COVID-19 testing site on April 16th said it seems like it's an attack on us who's talking about us us who I don't know us us was humans us Americans us as humans apparently not those people are all in our who are those people those people those people who whitey who are you making reference to the white man nearly uh, those people the <laughs> those people are all in our community 
where we live on top of one another, he said. I have a right to be paranoid because our people are dying more than whitey. Well, how about this, blackie? Since I'm, since I'm whitey, you can be blackie. All right, blackie, how about this? Don't open. Don't open the barbershop. Don't open the rib joint. Don't open the chicken place. Don't open the church. Don't open anywhere that is perceived to be this fucking breeding ground for black death. Just leave it closed if you're the business owner. There's nothing forcing you to reopen. Nothing. Just because the fucking governor of your dumb fucking state says that you have to open up or says that you can doesn't mean that you have to. Right. Fucking if you're that worried about it, I mean, go business to business. Any business person that doesn't want to open up doesn't have to. Right. Just have to deal with the fucking consequences of not making any money. Sure. Or let's look at this, at it this way. Maybe you could make make better life choices for yourself to where you're not obese, have high blood pressure, uh, have underlying uh, health uh, issues that uh, the virus is more susceptible to, perhaps. Make better life choices. How about putting that energy you're putting into fucking crying racism into getting a better job? Right. That way you don't have to live on top of each other. You can live in the fucking suburbs somewhere and get the fuck out of fucking the ghetto. (laughs) Get moving on up, as they say. (laughs) To quote George Jefferson. Quote the great philosopher, George Jefferson. Right. In another time, McGee's fears might have stayed confined to his shop floor along with his customer's hair, but he is part of a growing chorus of black leaders. How come their white people don't have white leaders? Well, they're me and you. <laughs> is me that and you a, are the white are, are we considered the white leaders? I think so, by, by at least 48 people right now. <laughs> We're the white leaders. I hate to think that, but okay. We're the white leaders of like 3,000 idiots that are listening to us. <laughs> All right. We're the Jim Jones of the CMS. Drink the Kool-Aid. Drink exactly. the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Suck down the Kool-Aid. It's all going to be all right. right. It's time for us all to go. Drink the Kool-Aid and you'll be immune to the virus. Don't cry. You're going to be with God. <laughs> Just kill yourself. That, that, that is the best audio of all time. Jim Jones with that. It's okay. You'll be dead soon. <laughs> yeah. Just as mellow as he can be. <laughs> Silence your children. Just choke them. Right. <laughs> it's just a fucking sick book. I love that audio. Jim Jones. He was the man. Yeah, he had it right. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Purge the earth of the scourge. That is known as the worthless. He brought out the Jones of virus. <laughs> Took out as many people as the fucking coronavirus. Jesus. He did. He certainly did. All right. All in one, one shot. Yeah. 
Didn't have to wait two weeks to see if you had it either. Yeah. It was within minutes. Yeah. Glass of Kool-Aid, hold your fucking husband's hand and die. Right. See ya. <laughs> Hug your kid because it's coming quick, bitch. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You'll be dead in a minute. Yeah. Prepare to meet your don't, maker. Don't cry. Jesus is with us. Right. Jesus says, drink the Kool-Aid. It's okay. Right. <laughs> Sick fuck. <laughs> but he is part of a growing course of black leaders and business owners who say that reopening Georgia's economy places a dangerous burden on people of color. One prominent black pastor even said state officials were diabolically planning to exploit black people. God, I can't believe it. (laughs) Kemp said he made the move because his shelter in place order was pummeling the state's economy. So when would a good time be for black people to open their, their businesses? When they adopt better health, uh, you know, uh, no, no, no. You can't ask them to do something reasonable, Neely. You have to accept their unreasonable. Oh, well, well, the, the, the reasonable issue would be to bust them all out of Georgia. Or just how about never open anything again? <laughs> of course. Let, let, let's let the whole economy go belly up because people who have poor health decisions uh, might be at risk. Just keep everything closed forever. <laughs> Georgia on permanent welfare, permanent free housing. It's what Barack wanted anyway, and his picture's up at the fucking barbershop. And Stacey Abrams. As far as I can see, you're doing Barack's will what he wanted free everything right hook it up hook it up put a little tupac music playing in the barber shop all the time nobody there to hear it because they're all fucking sitting at home <laughs> aisha shows up to give him a shot and a fucking haircut every once in a while sounds like a good day to me perfect <laughs> our small business owners are seeing sales plummet yeah, because they're not open. Of course, the sales are plummeting. Yeah, thanks a lot, Gov. <laughs> Wish you would have told me that before I closed Pinball PA. Right. And the company that they built with blood, sweat, and tears disappear right before them. That's white blood, Neely. Oh, that's white blood. There's no black blood being being lost <laughs> no, here. No, no shedding of black oh, blood. The other way. I'm sorry. It's the other way. It's the other way. There's only black blood being shed here. Right. There's no white blood being shed here. It's white money being shed, black blood being shed. Now you're saying that black people don't have any money. Right. Well, no. they don't. And Well, now, I'm going to have to distance myself. <laughs> Kemp said he made his decisions after consulting with health officials and that businesses that reopen should adhere to safety procedures by sanitizing workspaces, keeping physical distances between employees, and wearing masks when appropriate. Okay. The governor Kemp announced on April 20th that he will reopen some businesses. That does not mean churches. (laughs) That does not mean churches fried chicken. That does not mean Popeye's. 
That just means right. some businesses. Yeah. We Barbershops. Exactly. We remain focused on the safety and well-being of every person who calls Georgia their home. But black leaders, who are these black leaders anyway? Um, well, there's Jesse, Al Sharpton. Yeah, but, the, but Jesse's in Chicago and Al Sharpton's in New York. So how did they lead in Georgia? Where's our good, where's our good buddy book living these days? Booker. He's a big leader, isn't he? I no idea. Hmm. Just trying to follow along. All right. Black leaders uh, quickly question him. Some mm -hmm. explicitly mentioning race, of course, while of others course. cited the potential overall harm to the predominantly black cities that they lead. What cities do they lead? Compton. That's in California. Gary? That's in California. That's in Indiana. Gary? Um, probably Atlanta. Okay. Atlanta's Atlanta's a booming black city, isn't it? Well, who's the leader there? Um, Julian Ju Julio Jones. <laughs> that sounds like a, a hybrid between uh, Spanish and uh, black. Julio Jones. You don't know who Julio Jones is? <laughs> no, I do not. He's a famous Atlanta guy. He's, uh, he's the wide receiver for the Falcons. Okay. Julio Jones. He's like the best wide receiver in football. He could lead them. All right. He's great. So I say I say Julio Jones for governor of, of Georgia. <laughs> I say. Yeah, but you're a, you're a, you're a white guy. So yeah, why, do you, why do you even get a, a say? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just make this. This is just going to be a wide, wide ranging assumption here. And I could be dead wrong here, but I'm going to think that Julio Jones is quite popular in Atlanta with the black people. Okay. That is just a, a I think that's a fair statement. Considering he's the best at what he does. That, that's like saying that OJ is popular in fucking Buffalo. <laughs> Same thing. All right. All right, uh, Stacey Abrams, who lost to Kemp in the 2018 gubernatorial election and is mm -hmm. a potential Democrat vice presidential pick, said mm -hmm. on Twitter. Oh, good. Thank God he got on his Twitter account. No, she. Oh, shit. Whatever. He, she. They all look the same. Stacey, <laughs> Stacey Abrams <laughs> said that Kemp's decision was dangerously incompetent mm -hmm. and van jones the democratic mayor of savannah told cnn's aaron burnett that reopening georgia's economy now was reckless mm -hmm. and atlanta mayor's keisha lance bottoms three names of course keisha lance bottoms uh, three, name, three names of course white girl of course whose city like Savannah is a majority African American. It said it was perplexed. Good word. Perplexed. <laughs> Atlanta Mayor, I am at a loss by governor's decision to reopen on three oh nine PM. The Reven the Reverend the Reverend, rather, Jamal Bryant. Senior, pas senior pastor at the New Birth 
Missionary Baptist Church in Lithonia, Georgia, went further. In a Facebook post. Oh, good. Thank God. Thank God for social media. No kidding. No, he, we can all see it. Yeah. He said it was no coincidence that this, the decision to reopen some state businesses came soon after many blacks received the federal stimulus checks. <laughs> no white people got that check. Only the black people. Guess not. And what, the blacks can't be trusted to be responsible with that 1200 bucks? No, absolutely that, not. No, they're, they're basically that, saying they got the checks. They need a place to spend it. Hurry up and open up because they'll spend foolishly. And they'll, and they'll die in the process. Basically, that's we, basically the uh, premise, yes. We put the cheese in the trap, and now they're going to go <laughs> run their heads locked. <laughs> That is really a, what she That is a perfect analogy. Here's the cheese. Here's the yeah. trap. Open up the business. You got cash in your pocket. Now go spend wildly and die. <laughs> yeah, I got my twelve hundred bucks. Let me go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, here comes another one. I hear those rat traps clicking off as our good friend Steven Pierce. <laughs> hey, Jamal, you got money? Come on over here and buy a TV. <laughs> We're open for business. Come on over here, Marcus. <laughs> gotcha. They understand diabolically. <laughs> Like, this is some kind of, like, just some kind of a plan. Like, there's a way to get the blacks. Hurry up and get them their stimulus checks. Open up the businesses and kill them off as they come in to spend. Evil plan Oh, or my God. Who thinks like this? Only certain people. Right. Jesus. They understand diabolically that African Americans are prone to do spend. <laughs> They're prone Wait, to it. <laughs> African Americans are prone to what? To spending. I think anybody with money is prone to spending, <laughs> but they're 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 specifically susceptible to it. Well, there's a reason. There's a certain kind of rich that fucking fits a stereotype. <laughs> What kind of rich would that be? <laughs> because she's the one that says that it's true. Well, you know, who can resist a pair? Who can resist a set of four 20 inch rims that are spinners? <laughs> I may not be able to pay my rent here at the apartment, but I got spinners. <laughs> they spin it, bitch. They spin it, bitch. All right, Ricky. Jesus Christ. I didn't need an actual example of the rat trap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I have never read an article with so many excuses in my life. Zero responsibility None. needed. Zero. 
It's just like we have to take this away from you in order to yeah. save you from yourself. You children can't have good things. No. You children can't be responsible. Holy fuck. <sighs> Unreal. And this is somebody that's a leader in their fucking community? Yeah, because they understand the uh, culture. They're just saying, yeah, don't give niggers money because they'll spend it. I, I just, for, for any black listeners that we have, Alan, I know you're the one, um, for God's sakes, you have to be embarrassed by this, aren't you? You have to be embarrassed that this is how the quote-unquote leaders of your community look at you. That That's the, the most shocking part of this to me, and I hate to use the term shocking about anything, but... That is really, really unbelievable to me that, okay, you want to cry racism and, and say that white people hate you and all this other shit. Fair enough. Probably listen to this segment and, and, and anybody that has no humor at all will think that we're fucking being serious and we're not telling jokes. Fair enough. But this is the leadership of whatever city and state you live in saying that you can't be trusted to be fucking responsible responsible with 1200 bucks that giving you 1200 bucks is just a license to go waste your money on weed and spinners and fucking tvs and that should piss you off a whole lot more than two white dickheads telling telling jokes (laughs) that piss you off to no end that you're that your own leadership in your own community thinks that you're a fucking stupid bag of shit that's fucking embarrassing, man. But the rat traps were funny. <laughs> here's here's the statement that just is just appalling, as as All you right. called it, the black leaders. Yeah. They understand diabolically that African-Americans are prone to do spending. To stimulate the economy, they got to make, quote, unquote, Negroes spend money and they are banking on us not spending it with ourselves well again that's that comes into personal responsibility again but that but the thing is is that yeah if we give those guys money we throw them 1200 bucks we know Mm -hmm. that they're gonna go out there and spend it recklessly they're gonna go to walmart and buy soul glow and fucking new tires with white walls what are you fucking thinking? But that's what they're saying. They're going to cater a party from Popeye's. <laughs> going to buy up all the Kool-Aid at fucking Walmart and all the chicken and Popeye's. Exactly. Oh, fucking party. Fuck out of here. They should be fucking. They should be so. See, this is this is where you lose me. You should be. They should be. You know how people go to the street about everything, everything racist or whatever? The people that go to this fucking barbershop that we're talking about. Yes. And any business around that barbershop should be in the street saying this fucking mayor is a, or governor or whatever is a fucking idiot that thinks that we're fucking pathetic goddamn animals. Well, it's not the governor. It's the quote unquote black leaders who are saying this about their own yeah. constituents. Yeah, well, they need to be put out of leadership for fuck's sake. 
You the, put in some people that actually have some understanding of you. Well, or, again, or care again, of you. Well, this, this is this goes back to do do we do you and I or any of mm-hmm. our CMS listeners do we have quote unquote white leaders? I don't. I don't. I would never listen to any other human being to tell me what to think. Right. But that's my point is that you never hear, well, white leader so-and-so said. You never Mm -hmm. hear that ever. No. Ever. No, you don't. It's because we're all white leaders because the white man leads everything. I, I suppose so. Uh, Brian pointed out that many blacks like to gather in places like barbershops and beauty salons. He also cited statistics showing that African-Americans have been hit disproportionately hard by the coronavirus because many let now here. Here's the misnomer right here because mm-hmm. many lack access to health care, have pre-existing conditions. That's the number one right there. And mm-hmm. hold service industry jobs that don't allow them to work from home. I'll say this. $1,200 will buy pretty much anybody a treadmill. <laughs> well, here's the point. Is that black people in general, this is just fact, suffer mm-hmm. from obesity, high blood pressure, and uh, uh, other, you know, other health-related issues due to lifestyle. That's it. That's it. It's not not because you're black. It's because of your choices. Look, you can't make people be responsible, Neely. Just stop. All right. You can't people to be responsible. Well, that's what I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, Kemp's decision is leading us to the slaughter. Brian said in a video, Kendall, not easy to steal a treadmill for God's (laughs) sakes. Nobody's going to steal a treadmill. Uh, Where would you steal it from? They don't have gym memberships, right? Dick sporting goods. Yeah. They don't go in there. (laughs) Brent's uh, Kemp's decision uh, is leading us to the slaughter. Brian said in a video which received more than a million views. Mm-hmm. A view of an empty John Lewis Freedom Parkway into downtown Atlanta on April 4th. A statewide shelter in place order for all the residents went into effect on April 3rd. He urged residents to ignore the reopen order and said to his church, one of the largest in Georgia, would not resume in-person services okay so you're exercising your uh freedom to either open or not open yeah nothing wrong with that i mean that's your choice that's your choice i shuddered to think what would what would be the thought if in fact those would be stricken by the uh coronavirus were overwhelmingly Rural white farmers, he said, would in fact the same precedent take place? I say not. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody is forcing you to go to church. Yeah. No Nobody one. is forcing you to open your church. No. 
Just because the governor says you can do this now doesn't mean you have to do it. Just dumb. Mm-hmm. It is. Georgia has recorded more than 21,500 confirmed cases of coronavirus and more than 870, 870 deaths. Public yeah. officials have urged caution, warning that lifting stay-at-home restrictions too early could lead to another wave of infections. Such warnings by Bryant and McGee may seem far-fetched, but there are historical reasons for black people and are it, to be weary of being victimized over their health. History. Just just because it's available doesn't mean you have to take part in it. Yeah. Well, they don't hear that. So if they said so if they said that the parks are open and the local stores are open or the restaurants or barber shops or whatever are open, doesn't mean you have to go there. Yeah. I can promise you this. They can open up the world. I still won't be showing up at Walmart. Fuck no. <laughs> in the nineteen 19- are, are you ever going in a Walmart again? No, of course not. I don't I don't Never. go now. Why would I go after it's open? Even if I handed you a bunch of money, you're not going to run to Walmart? No. You'll find a way to control yourself? Of course. Won't put spinners on the charger? No. Just checking. Uh, In the 1930s, the U.S. Public Health Service began deliberately allowing Alabama black men infected with syphilis to go untreated without informing them. That's a whole different story. Right. A shameful and secret study that became known as the Tuskegee Experiment. More recently, a commission concluded that racism was a factor in the Flint, Michigan health crisis that led to many residents drinking contaminated water. <laughs> you mean none of the white people in Flint drank the uh, lead poisoned water? None of them? They got clean water yeah. daily. Apparently, they got a, a message in their mailbox that don't drink the water. It's poison. Yeah, only black people are drinking the water in Flint. Remember that episode of Little Rascals? Don't drink the milk. No. Why? Yeah. It's poison. No, they said it's spoiled. It's spoiled. Because yeah. they made it out of plaster Paris. Yeah. Don't, don't drink the milk. Yeah, don't drink the milk. It's it's spoiled. Hey, Spanky, don't drink the milk. It's spoiled. <laughs> Human tower room show. That that's a funny one. Now we're we're really showing our age. We're fucking quoting shit from the thirties. <laughs> and of course, the uh, the um, oatmeal or the porridge or whatever the hell they were. Uh, eating turned into plaster Paris or it was became solid. <laughs> yeah, taking the bowl, the spoons out, it was stuck to the spoon, the whole bowl's worth. So funny. Yep. <laughs> Human test subjects from the Tuskegee syphilis study, uh, talking with the study coordinator, ne- nurse Eunice in 1970. Derek Johnson, president of the NAACP, asked whether Kemp's understanding of how lethal reopening the businesses can be for black and brown people. (laughs) I wonder if he is putting profit over people. 
and that if it's the result of lack of empathy because of the desperate impact on African-American people and Latinos. I haven't heard that the Latinos are being adversely affected. I mean, but you know what? Just fucking stay closed. How about that? Yeah. Just fucking stay closed. Yeah, just don't go there. This is fucking no-win territory. Because if this guy was, the, if, if this governor, whatever, Kemp, was to come out and say, you know what? White people, you're open for business. Black people, we're more worried about your health. You stay home. Right. What would the, this would just be turned exactly You're opposite. a racist and, for making us stay at home. They want us to go bankrupt. So you you lose-lose either way. So yeah. go fuck yourself. Of course. Mm-hmm. The uh, Reverend Raphael Warnick, senior pastor of the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta rejected Kemp's economic rationale for reopening the businesses. You can't preserve people's livelihoods if they're already lost their lives, says Warnick, a Democrat, of course, who has announced a bid to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate. Raphael Warnick, senior pastor of of Ebenezer Baptist Church, speaks during a Martin Luther King Jr. commemorative service at the Ebenezer Baptist Church on January 20th uh, in uh, Atlanta. The the economy is the people. It's not the third-party entity apart from the people. If the people are sick and dying, the economy will be sick and dying. Dude, look in the chat room. I know you hate Jackal's post, but that's a quality post. All right. Let me take a look here. Not not FSU fan jackals. I see it. That's f- fucking quality. Yep, that's the uh, that's the don't drink the milk it's spoiled. Just think, everyone on that picture dead. Yeah. No, Spanky's still alive. Spanky's still alive. I think so. He's got to be a fucking thousand years. Nah, old. he's not that old. He's probably like in his eighties. Spanky McFarland. He's dead. Did he die? George McFarlane died. Dude, he's been dead for 27 years. He died in June 30th of 93. It's been that long, huh? Yeah. Wow. 28 to 93. He was 64. Dead. I I can't imagine any of the little. Let me me Google that. Are any little rascals still? Um. Well, there's there are believed to be five. Well, names. isn't isn't uh, isn't uh, Robert Robert Blake. Robert Blake? He's still alive, right? He's still alive. Moore, who was known as Dicky, he just died. Um. Robert Blake, Sydney. Oh no, that's, that's. Oh, here we go. Sydney Kibrick, Jerry Tucker, Mildred Cornman, and Leonard Landy are thought to be the. But you got to say who they are. This fucking article sucks a dick. <laughs> Nobody knows their real names. They only know them by their fucking character names. And do you, do you know who Sydney Kibrick is? No idea. And, Fucking assholes making me look for shit. 
Sydney Kibrick is. Is that Woim? Woim. Woim. Yeah, I think he's Woim. <laughs> I see the picture and I recognize him as, as Woim. Come on, Woim. <laughs> what a name, Woim. Yeah, he and Butch. Yeah. Yeah, he's 91. Still kicking around. Fucking crazy. Got beat up by Hal Roach on the set for years, and he's still alive. <laughs> he's a survivor. Yeah, he lasted. He doesn't even have a tattoo on his inner wrist. No, not at all. <laughs> Here's a celebrity. He didn't have to go. All right. Are we done with this story? Almost. You can't maintain six feet when you're cutting some people's hair, said Miller. You're right on top of their head. You're in their hair. That person is breathing and talking. Governor Kemp, we remain focused on the safety and well-being of every person who calls Georgia their home. Miller said there's not enough coronavirus testing available in Georgia to justify even partially reopening businesses. But he believes some black business owners need him. Uh, income so much that they will risk their lives to reopen. Yeah, well, see, it doesn't matter if the business is open or not. This is the news flash to everybody. It doesn't matter if the business is open. What matters is if people go to the businesses. Right. If the businesses are open and everybody's so scared to death in their fucking house, nobody's making any money. So this is nonsense, and this story basically is saying you black people can't be trusted to make good health decisions for yourself. Well, that's basically it. That goes back to that story we covered last week where those stupid kids down in Georgia were dumping cups of water into the sink, and when they were dumping good decisions uh, cup into the sink, there was nothing in there. Yeah, just ridiculous. Yep. You children are too stupid to make your decisions. Yeah, we'll make the decisions for you as your black leaders. That's right. We'll tell you what you should do. Right. When people get in desperate, situ- desperate situations, they make desperate decisions. McGee from uh, District from Distinctive Coons said he would get that desperate. He has three daughters at home and said he won't reopen his barbershop until he sees the numbers of the coronavirus cases go down. We'll see. He, he's got the right idea. Okay. I can open if I want to, but I'm not going to. So he's smarter than his fucking leadership. Apparently so. I love cutting hair. He said, I'm just not willing to risk my family for it. All right. So you're making some kind of rational decision. Georgia has recorded more than 21,500 confirmed cases of the coronavirus and more than 870 deaths. Public uh, health officials have urged caution, warning that lifting the stay-at-home restrictions too early could lead to another wave of infections. Okay? All right. So if you know the risk, you make the decision. If you don't, uh, you know, if you don't want to participate, then don't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what this country is made of. You decide what's best for you. Right. All right. Well, let's take a short break and we'll wrap up the show. 
All right. I think the only way to uh, take us out of the segment mm-hmm. is uh, feature a song from Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. All right. Featuring uh, Tyrone Shoelaces is a song called Basketball Jones. All right. Works for me. <laughs> All right. Here's Cheech and Chong exclusively here. On your classic metal show. You know, I always thought I'd be a film composer when I when I got older. It looked difficult, but it looked possible. This is Disney's Four Scores, a podcast that takes you inside the world of composers like Randy Newman of the Toy Story films. Subscribe today. Right now at Kohl's, take an extra 25% off top active brands, including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family, $48.75 and under, and save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive-up, and get even more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. 25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.